You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, BetMGM is the best in market first touchdown score odds. BetMGM is offering some of the best odds in market for the first touchdown prop this NFL season. Log in and win with the king of sportsbooks today. Okay, joining us now to preview the upcoming season is Paul Charchin of guillotineleagues.com. Charch, thank you so much for joining us. Let's jump right into tonight's Lions-Chiefs game. And specifically when it comes to receivers, maybe even running backs we should be targeting, uh, whether it's fantasy, prop market, whatever it is, how should we view it without Travis Kelsey and potentially with Travis Kelsey? Right. And, and the Kelsey thing looks bad. I don't think he's going to play. Bone bruises can be really serious. They don't sound that bad, but they can be really, they can be really, really troublesome. And I don't think he goes. If he does go, then it's like, well, okay, is he a decoy? Is he going to run all his normal routes? Is he going to run half of his normal routes? I just, for me, this is just, it, there's way too many moving parts here. Let me give you a backup angle if you're if you're looking for one. Um, and it's not necessarily Noah Gray, although if, if Kelsey's ruled out, you just want to go to his backup, fine. How about this? <laughs> Washington tight end Logan Thomas. Speaking of Eric Bieniemy tight ends, right? Eric Bieniemy knows a little something about how to scheme open a tight end. Logan Thomas, juicy matchup with the Cardinals. Last year, the Cardinals allowed the most tight end receptions and the most tight end touchdowns. A great opportunity for Logan Thomas, somebody who is undrafted in almost all fantasy leagues available. I don't know what his I don't know what his line is. I should probably know that, whatever his receiving line is, but a great opportunity for him is somebody you can pivot to if you drafted Travis Kelsey in the first round. All right, very good, Charge. Uh, what about win totals? I uh, I see your list here. You have me intrigued because we yeah. were just talking about one of your two picks about not only betting the over but doing an alt win total. Uh, so we're on board with you. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, share with our audience the two that you really like. Well, the first is Houston Texans. Everything was everything last year was pretty diseased for Houston, and they cleared out what was the NFL's worst coaching staff at Lovey Smith disaster, uh, but. <laughs> Despite that, this team was super competitive down the stretch last year. They've had two divisional wins in December. They took the Chiefs to overtime, and they beat the Cowboys down the stretch. The Texans did. They've got the second lowest win total. Only the Cardinals have a lower win total than their six and a half. They obviously have what should be a sizable upgrade at quarterback. We love that part. And they've got Damian Pierce, who's one of the best running backs going. And now, and they got the best, I think they got the best of the available coaching staffs as, as well. You know, I love this new Houston coaching staff that's got all the pedigree from San Francisco. D'Amico Ryans looks like he's absolutely ready to transform what was already actually a pretty good pass defense for Houston 
Um, should everything there should be a lot better. I, I love that team too, in a very soft division to be able to sky past the six and a half win total by Thanksgiving. And I also want to ask one? you, Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. And, and commanders? your other win total chart. <laughs> yeah. The commanders love the commanders yeah. too. We've already, I've already hit on the commanders once. Um, this is a oh, okay. Sorry. This is the team that was competitive last year. I mean, they they were in the playoff. They were in the playoff mix at least mathematically until mid December, right? Now you get the big upgraded offensive coordinator, which should be an upgrade in Eric Bieniemy. Love that. And Sam Howell's legit, you guys. This guy. It, I know. I know. We've only got the one game sample size, but his traits are so well suited for the modern day NFL. He's got the big arm. He's got the mobility. Uh, Jahan Dotson potentially sitting on a breakout season. Maybe that defensive line finally stays healthy and they get like all four of those first rounders. Chase Young's hurt right now, but all four of those first rounders back going again. They put a bunch of draft picks into their defense, including a first rounder into their secondary. And that might be a surprisingly wobbly team if, if or division if you believe like I do that Dallas is going to take a step back. So, yeah, I like watching it. Also, six and a half. We're going to take the over there as well. They did it last year. With the lousy quarterbacking they had, they're going to, I think they easily bypass six and a half. Eight and a half. Charge, I love you. <laughs> he said Dallas is taking a step back. I've been on an island yeah, about that on this show. Thank you, Aaron. Right. Hey, Aaron, I will... Aaron, to validate our point, who's which coach has the second shortest odds for being first coach fired this year? <laughs> it's Mike McCarthy. There's a reason. It's oh, always the Cowboys. It's, it's so always the Cowboys dangerous. coach, though. It's always a Cowboys. That's, that's always Jerry Jones's guy. He's gonna get fired every year. We know that. <laughs> well, this okay. Year, this year. How do you? True. How, how do you? How do you he, fire your offensive coordinator? You know they got Kellen Moore. They fired your offensive coordinator because he scored too fast. It's the dumbest rationale in the history of football for a fire. <laughs> I, I will agree. He's. He's on the I, – I believe in the team, but he is on the chopping block. Got rid of OC. I'm the play caller now. The pressure is on him big time. I'll, I'll agree with that part. <laughs> Circling back to the Texans, I think it's interesting, you know, with – you mentioned the new coaching staff, all the new pieces they have that they were competitive late last season. And I look at the AFC South, and it's like – I feel like I've been talking about every team but the Texans. Tell me a little yeah. bit about Damian Pierce because I know you've got some mm -hmm. high expectations for him this season. Damian Pierce is quietly one of the five best running backs in the NFL. Nobody knows it because he plays for Houston, and he was misused last year. He is a special back. Pro Football Focus ranked him fifth last year. He is a he is a tackle breaker. He's somebody that has shocking footwork for a bigger back. He can run inside. He can catch, which they didn't use. Again, Lovey Smith's moronic coaching staff last year didn't throw to a really gifted receiver. He's going to be better that way this year as well. I, I love him here. And the, the angle, if, if you're with me on Damian Pierce and Houston in general to get better, the mm -hmm. angle here might be to have him lead the NFL in touchdowns. Now, he's coming off a five-touchdown season. And you're like, well, how can he possibly get to the 15 touchdowns that Damian Pierce needs to make this happen? Well, here's how. He's this – he only got nine carries from inside the five last year, which is ridiculous. You know, like Jamal Williams had 33 carries from inside the five. And he was a starting running wow. back getting all the work, only got nine last year, right? So that number goes into the 20s. Now we're talking about a guy who could easily get double-digit scores just from inside the five. And there's nobody else to take those carries. Devin, Devin Singletary is not a factor at all. 
the, but the real value here is the juice. It's plus 6,500 for Damian Pierce to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. And there really is a pathway for him to get to the 14, 15 touchdowns that you need to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns in any given season. There's another running back out there that we aren't talking about, and you believe that the week one prop line for him is broken? Is that right? Yes. It, that is a fact. Tampa Bay running back Rashad White's receiving line is only 19 and a half receiving yards against Minnesota. Last year, Vikings were bottom 10 in running back receptions, bottom 10 in running back receiving yards allowed. On average, they gave up almost eight receptions for 39 yards to running backs. I need half of that for Rashad White here. Rashad White, probably a better receiver than he is a runner. He topped that 19 and a half receiving yard line eight times last year when Leonard Fournette was there soaking up tons of receptions. Now Rashad White is the number one. He is a the clear pass-catching running back that they've got. And the Vikings totally revamped their defense. Could be confused. There's a lot of reasons to believe that he will go way over the 19 and a half receiving yards. This is a broken line alert. I love the opportunity right here. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Speaking of broken line alert, that same team uh, playing your Vikes, I, the six feels like too much. Do you agree? I think the Vikings are going to cover that six. Um, you do? Okay. I do. Now, I'm in Minnesota, and I always hate it when the local guy you know, roots for his own team. <laughs> you know? it just, it's so laney, man, and that happens all the time. And look, but, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a miserable Vikings fan, right? I mean, you know, we haven't yeah. been to the Super Bowl in my lifetime, you know. So, you know, let's just put that aside. Tampa Bay's a really, really bad team, right? You know, offensive line's in disarray. Ryan Jensen's going to miss again. It's a Baker Mayfield-led uh, uh, offense. Defense has got plenty of question marks in it. Um, and I really question whether or not they can hang with all the Vikings' uh, offensive talent, which of which there is a lot, including – Jordan Addison, who looks absolutely ready to be a, a, a factor immediately for this team. He's coming off a fantastic training camp. We got limited We got limited uh, action from him in the preseason. Looked very good there. He walks right into the Adam Thielen role, and he's better than Adam Thielen at this stage. So I think just the Vikings have too many, too many weapons here, and I think they're going to cover that line. Okay. What are you expecting out of the Vikings just big picture? Do you think they can win the division? Because even if they do have some regression – they had 13 wins last year. I mean, they're still going to be right. good, even if they lose a few more, right? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. I mean, there's you got to regress a lot to go from 13 to, to the eight and a half, where the line is now. Their win total is right now, yeah. and it, their defense was so bad last year. So they were 29th in, in in points allowed. They were 31st in yards allowed. What if that Viking defense just you know improves? You know, they overhauled the defense as I mentioned. Brian Flores is the new defensive coordinator. What if they get to be just like the 20th ranked defense, right? Not good, but just not horrible. Now you've got most of the same offensive weapons back outside of the Dalvin Cook to Alexander Madison swap. So, and maybe uh, Addison's even better. So I, eight and a half feels light to me. I don't, I'm not saying this is a great Viking team, but to drop four and a half wins seems unlikely. Charge, when it comes to Monday night, Bills and Jets, probably the matchup that a lot of us will be analyzing will be Stefan Diggs versus Sauce Gardner. Yeah. How do you see that playing out? Well, this is Diggs' toughest matchup of the season right here in week one. He was held scoreless in both matchups with the Jets last year, um, including in week 14, the most recent matchup, 
Diggs just went three catches, 37 yards. That's it. No touchdowns. Uh, Sauce Gardner was awesome last year. Now he plays one side of the field and he basically erases that side of the field. Get this Sauce Gardner on average per game, 21 receiving yards allowed in his coverage, 0.1 touchdowns allowed in his coverage. So that's half the field. And you might be thinking, well, they'll just run Stephon Diggs on the other side of the field. But the problem is the other side of the field's got a really good cornerback too. DJ Reed ranked 15th by pro football focus in coverage by the position. He only gave up 27 yards per game and 0.1 touchdowns. So there's really not an easy, exploitable matchup for Stephon Diggs. And I'm, I'm nervous about his abilities here on Monday night. All right. Uh, Charge, I did want to circle back. We talked about tonight's game with Kelsey a little bit, but yeah. you, you pay close, close attention to the North. What about on the, on the other side? Because this is what you do every day uh, from the fantasy aspect. How do you think it ends up playing out? The Lions, their offense so efficient last year, and then they swap yeah. out both running back spots. So you've got a bunch of change there. How do you think these roles are going to be solidified early on uh, with Montgomery and Gibbs? You know, everybody's excited about Jameer Gibbs, 12th pick in the draft, you know, and we all love new players. It's always exciting to see what they can bring to the table. But the reality is David Montgomery's your probable starter in tonight's game, and he's going to get goal line work for sure because he walks into the Jamal Williams spot last year's touchdown leader. You know, that's, you know, I, I think Montgomery's really actually the safer play here, but the Chiefs only allowed two rushing touchdowns in their final 10 games of last year going into the playoffs. But... They also don't have Chris Jones, who, you know, we think of Chris Jones is for disrupting passing plays a lot with his interior rush, but he's also a really good run stuffer, seventh best run stuffer, according to, according to PFF. So um, I think there's an angle where Montgomery gets a lot more work. Dan Campbell says to keep your expectations on Jameer Gibbs in check because they're saving him for a full season of use, which is super weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Vikings aren't saving Justin Jefferson. The Chargers aren't saving Austin <laughs> Eckler. I mean, go play your best players. So I don't even understand that part. But here's your angle on Gibbs for tonight. <laughs> Chiefs allowed the most running back receptions and the fourth most running back yards last year. Um, consider Jameer Gibbs to go over the three and a half receptions and the over the 30 and a half receiving yards. Mm -hmm. That's your best angle for Gibbs. And even if he does have a quiet night, those are very attainable. I like that. What do you make of this total? I just saw a book went back down to 52 and a half. This has been bouncing around all over the place. Are you expecting a higher scoring game or do you think this could go under? I am expecting a higher scoring game, um, which is, I know it feels chalky, right? Because, you know, who, who wants to ever take the under in a Patrick Mahomes game? Man, that's no fun just sitting on your couch going, oh, Patrick Mahomes, don't do something amazing. Because what's the fun of that? Um, there's, uh, we always, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more interesting to go for the over, but there's just so, a lot of talent on this field, even without, even without Travis Kelsey, if you believe like I do that Sky Moore is ready to walk into the routes left behind by Juju Smith-Schuster and potentially be better than Juju Smith-Schuster was dragging like one leg behind him for half of last season. You know, the Kansas city's got 152 vacated targets. I think Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore have the potential to be a lot better and the guys they're replacing, Nicole Hardman, Juju mm. Smith-Schuster, those guys could be even better. So I know the Kelsey thing is a bummer for trying to take the over. Lions can, can score a lot of different ways. Um, and the Detroit secondary, totally overhauled, right? So Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, uh, they're starting a rookie at cornerback, Brian Branch against Patrick Mahomes. 
give me the over. I, I want to sit on my couch and watch those guys get roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Paul Charchin of GuillotineLeagues.com. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is Thank You All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, it's Trend or Truth right here on the Becky Bell Network.